that you're concerned about your team is a little casual. Now, yeah. how do you do that and still get the confidence for those young guys? That's not an easy trick, I would not think. Uh, well, I, th I think that uh, we don't consistently play with the uh, uh, the sense of urgency, probably be the best way to put it, uh, that what teams here in the past have played with. And I think that we uh, – and I think a lot of that is we, we – our, our veterans need to do a, a, a better job of educating our younger guys on exactly what level you have to play at all the time and your focus and your attention. And, and, the, and the UTEP game was a great example. We didn't play great against UTEP, but we had uh, – they scored 18 points the last minute and 49 seconds off of just, you know, guys just not concentrating and focusing and all that stuff. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to, to say you want to play harder – but also, it's it's a lot of it isn't so much as playing harder, but our focus and our concentration is so short right now. So, uh, I think it is I think it is a delicate balance, you know, harder, faster, tougher, and then okay, now we need to think and execute and that kind of stuff. But until you can, until you can coach, uh, uh, until you don't have to coach uh, energy and things like that, then your execution will never be very good. I even heard Roy say that about his team. Uh, the other day, that's what I've been telling my guys all along. If we have to coach execution, I mean, if we have to coach energy or, or, or passion or things like that, then, then obviously your your execution, it won't matter. And, and, and it's not that our guys don't play hard. I'm not saying that at all. I just think that there's another notch we got to take it to before we can be very good. When you look at college basketball, there's a, North Carolina has two of the best wins yeah. and two of the worst losses. Right. And they're obviously a well-coached team. What does it say about? Well, I don't. You know, Carolina's also. I've watched them. They're playing young too. They they're they're starting. Uh, uh, they're starting uh, three three uh, uh, sophomores, a freshman, and a junior, maybe something like that. So they're young, and they're going to go through ups and downs. And and uh, of course, I'm not an expert on any other team other than ours, and 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 not really a great one on that one most of the time. But I I, I do think that that youth is a big reason why. And, and uh, you know, last year we take for granted, hey, that ball moved so good last year. And, and, and we didn't play with, uh, you know, unbelievable energy, things like that from, a, from chest bumping and, and that kind of stuff uh, uh, every game. But, but we had a, a focus that this is what we do, this is who we are, this is how we guard, this is how we rebound. And this team just hasn't, hasn't gotten there yet. Now, doesn't mean we won't get there, but... Uh, uh, and we won't get there soon, but we haven't gotten there yet. And I, I think so much of it is youth. I think I think the Duke game spoiled us a little bit because I think the Duke game, with a bunch of young kids out there playing a certain way, I think I think uh, things fell right for us during that game. And and also there was you know guys were geeked up to play, and so there was a uh, 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 kind of an an uh, adrenaline flow to that game that when you remove the adrenaline flow. Then we didn't have we, we can't we can't we don't compensate as well for still playing at that energy level so to speak so uh, that's probably speaking in code and I didn't understand what I just said so I doubt we did either but 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 uh, uh, it, it, it yeah I think youth is a big reason why just not the maturity yet in the ball movement is there anything other than youth is it the type skills you have or well we we don't have we're, we're we're probably you know obviously we haven't shot it well at all yet. So, so, I mean, that's not saying anything negative. We haven't shot it well at all yet. So, naturally, uh, teams aren't really guarding us. They're kind of playing halfway in between. And so you make some shots, and 
you know, you force bad closeouts and things like that, then we're probably not going to look as good offensively uh, as what we have uh, maybe in the past. But there's been times last year where the ball, I mean, hey, in February the ball stuck and we didn't play very well or move it very good either. So, so uh, you know, we go from Towson where we're, Towson and Duke where we're, and Iona, you know, we talk about Iona, how we didn't play well, and Iona's beating everybody bad. So, you know, we, we've had some really good wins, but we just didn't have a good three days in in uh, in, in uh, Nassau from a getting better standpoint. And, and, and uh, certainly it was highlighted by a loss to Villanova, but Villanova's a top 15 team, and we had to lead by one with 12 seconds left. So it's not like everything's broken. It's just like we just got to we just got to pay more attention to detail and and, and uh, really concentrate better. It seems like uh, Wiggins has when he makes it, it's a swish, and he has more air balls than most guys who are good shooters. Uh, what does the swish tell you that he is a pure shooter? And what are, what are the air balls? Well, I don't think I think pure is a stretch for anybody on our team. I mean, I've only coached two or three pure shooters ever, uh, so I wouldn't say pure. But he can make shots. The thing about it is with with our guys, and this is just youth. Be aggressive, be aggressive, be aggressive, but let's make sure we take the hardest shot we can take on the first possession. So that way, if we doesn't go in, then our confidence is a little off and it loses aggressiveness. That, that, that's the kind of thing uh, that I think that, you know, you can be aggressive and, and, and get that shot anytime. And, and we haven't quite figured that out yet. It's not anything selfish. He's doing exactly what I tell him to do, be aggressive. But, but, uh, but certainly I don't think that's – you know, we're going through it with with uh, with all our guys. I think Wayne, I think Andrew White, I think Connor. The little bit that he's played, Brandon Green, positively the same way. And of course, Andrew. Uh, you know, coach says be aggressive. In their mindset, well, he wants me to look to score, shoot, and a lot of times that's not necessarily true. Just have a presence out there at all times, and you'll you'll get aggressive within the flow as opposed to trying to force it a little bit. Who would you say are the two or three pure shooters you've had? Uh, Tim Gill at Oral Roberts, uh, uh, I would say. Uh, I'd say Connor and Tyrell were close. Uh, I don't know if we've had anybody pure here. What about Brandon and, and uh, Brandon Rush? Brandon Rush would be the purest guy we've had here. And Ben, uh, I'd say Brandon would be the purest guy we've had here. Responded at all in practice from maybe being disappointed last week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've had a good week. We've we've gone hard this week. Uh, uh, but you know the thing about it is that this is one thing about uh, my guys that I I need to be careful of. Guys, it's a marathon, and you're going to have games where you don't play your best. And the, the key is to win the games where you don't play your best. And we didn't do that one time against a top twenty team. So uh, on a neutral floor. So. And, and with young kids, it's going to happen. And, and I can get frustrated uh, for why it happened, but I'm not going to get frustrated because it happened. Because to me, you can play the right way and be excited and this, this, and that, and you can run against somebody that just plays a little better and they beat you or whatever the case would be, uh, uh, you know, whenever it is. So, so, but, I, but the reason I was disappointed was because I thought that, that during the weekend we didn't play with the same – energy or passion level that I think we played at earlier times this year. Hey, Bill, with the new foul rules, zone defense usage is way up. And I even read a Wall Street Journal story that said uh, Calipari called up Behan and asked him for his advice on his yeah. defense. I just wonder as the staff, if you guys 
think about things like that or, or not? Yeah, yeah, well, sure we do. We got a zone that we can play. And we practice our zone just about every day. Uh, uh, the thing about it is, though, uh, uh, Jesse, you know, the, in my opinion, this is just me. It's a marathon and not a sprint. So why would I bail the guys out now to play away to win a game when I know that's not how we have to win games when it counts the most? That would be like saying, okay, against this team, because they have really crappy ball handlers, we're just going to press this one team. And then we're not going to press any other teams, but we're going to do that to try to win this one game or make it look good. When we know when we get into other play, that's not what plays best to us. And so I've always been a believer of that. I, 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 think it's, I, think, I think you send a bad message if you practice this way. This is who we are. This is what we do. But you know what? We're not any good at that, so let's just do something else. I mean, what message are you sending the kids? Well, Coach, we can play zone and stop them. I, I want the kids to think, if I ever say, well, we can't guard them, let's go zone. We ain't going zone. I, that's, that's the mindset I want the kids to have. And so uh, I don't think it, I, you know, if, if it gets to January where we need to do some different things, we'll, we'll do different things. We always have. We've sprinkled in triangle and two or done whatever. But, but I, I, just, I just don't think you bail kids out right now if you know in your heart that we got to get great at something and you're going to say it's okay not to be great. We'll just go to something else. Do you like man-to-man because of the accountability aspect, or is it just a better defense if everyone's playing? Well, here's what I think. This would be me. What's the best pitch in baseball? The hardest pitch, huh? Fastball. Fastball. Absolutely. It's the hardest pitch to hit if a guy really knows what to do. Well, the hardest defense to score against is man-to-man if you know what you're doing. So, so, So in my opinion, now, Bayheim, Jim may feel totally different, but in my opinion, so... So I don't see, you know, it, it's good to sprinkle in other things. I understand that. Uh, but, you know, guys, we've been, we've been in the top. We've been here 10 years. I think we finished in the top 10 in field goal percentage defense in America, 9 of the 10. And then the, the, the crappy year we had, we were 12th. So, 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 so you know, it, it works. It works for us. Uh, but it hasn't worked for this particular team yet. But I, I'm, I'm going to be really frustrated if we can't teach the kids how to guard. If we can't teach them kids how to guard, then I don't feel like this team has a chance to be near as good as what I originally thought we could be. When did help man-to-man become so prevalent? Like 50 years ago, were they doing that or no? Well, I think they probably helped more 50 years ago because you didn't have a three-point line and, and, and uh, all that stuff. The, the thing that's, so, that's difficult now is the hardest thing to guard is the ball, and, and there's so many good little creative guys out there with the ball. And now six, seven guys are creative with the ball out there. And so, and the rules suggest that if a guy can really drive it, the entire favor goes to the offense rather than the defense. So it's, a, it's harder to play good man this year than what it has been in years past. But it's not so hard that we're going to give up on it, though. You mentioned focus, concentration, all these other principles and things we want guys to get across. If one newcomer, one of these freshmen, really shows and you know, he's, he's into that and can do it. Yeah. Does everybody I, follow up? I, I think not only with the newcomers, uh, Kevin, I think with our veterans too. You know, the, the, the thing that I found out, and, and this isn't being remotely negative at all, but, but you know, you, you don't change personalities, you know, once they step on the court. If a guy's quiet, more than likely he's probably going to be quiet. We've got some guys that are really, really, really quiet type guys. I mean, Perry Ellis is is improved so much in so many areas 
uh, and he's more vocal and this, this, and this, but he's never going to be that Kevin Young type. Never. And, and you know, uh, uh, Tarek really hadn't had a chance to play much because of fouls. And, and, and Andrew, you know, he's kind of looking around thinking instead of playing. He's a quiet kid. And really, of the guys that start, there's only one guy, I think, that has that personality that could be that, and that would be Wayne Selton. Of other guys that start, so we got to get you know that's that's something that we have to improve with as a team, and and our players have to accept the fact that that's something that we got to make a conscious effort every day to get out of comfort zone to be better in, because you're exactly right. If I think what you're if I if I'm understanding what you're saying, it's contagious. When one or two start doing it, they'll all start doing it, and and uh, uh, but there's not there there hasn't been the type of uh, leadership probably. Uh, either from a young guy stepping up and, and kind of going out on the limb, or even a veteran guy is what I probably would have hoped by now. From Wayne's standpoint, I mean, he's got to figure things out as a first-year. So player. he's yeah, we want him to be the personality, and okay, now you got to figure this, this, and that out, and and, and he's you know it's going to take a little time. So we had the same issues back when we had Mario and Brandon and Julian and all the guys too. Do you think with people used to? Communicate by looking each other in the eye and talking, and now they. Oh, I don't think they're. I, I I'm not a psychologist, so I don't understand. I haven't done any studies, but the studies that I have personally done uh, uh, within the individuals that, that I operate with, I would say uh, social media has totally taken away, and video games has totally taken away from putting people in position where they're forced to talk. You know, even me, I don't like talking on the phone anymore to you. I'd rather text somebody, you know, and, and, and uh, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. So I, I think that that's, I, I think it's it's definitely a carryover in some ways. But it's not that way with everybody. Some some guys have personalities that, that, that no matter what, you know, they're going to be the aggressor and talk and that kind of stuff. And, and, and uh, you know, some guys don't. But I, I do think that we, we've, we put kids in positions where the need to uh, – Exercise, the need to communicate uh, verbally, things like that, are at a, at an all-time low because of all the different other avenues they have to communicate or to spend their spare time. Do you ever have an embarrassing mistake with a recruit because of autocorrect on text? Not to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge. That's a great question, though. <laughs> Sarcasm. So, so, so. <laughs> Communication issues are they more of a negative coaching or, or recruiting, or have you found it to be a case with anything? Uh, how kids communicate today as compared to maybe ten years ago? I, th- I think uh, 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 I don't know if it's a, a negative uh, totally with everything. I think that we have recruited some some really good players that that uh, uh, for the most part are pretty quiet guys, you know. So so. And the thing about it is, we, we had, uh, uh, hey, Mario wasn't, Mario was quiet, Brandon was quiet, those guys were all quiet, uh, but they kind of grew into it over time. And we, when we look at Mario and, and Brandon and Julian and, and Sasha and Darnell, you know, that, that team won a national championship, but, but hey, they didn't win it as freshmen. You know, we started out three and four and 12 and six and, and that kind of stuff until the light kind of came on in a lot of different areas. And so... You know, hopefully this this team doesn't have to lose games to to uh, have the light come on. But uh, I, I do think that that that's something that we have to get much more vocal. Much is your team ready for this road trip? 
Yeah, this is going to be a hard road trip. You know, I, I don't know whoever did our scheduling. Uh, 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 I, don't, I, I don't really understand. I, I'm the one who did it, but but uh, it, it, it's it's a uh, it's probably uh, not the wisest thing to have done. You know, because but you know what, we'll come together. We the the Atlantis trip didn't serve its purpose for coming together. So hopefully, uh, we'll we'll do a much better job uh, when we go to Boulder. Gary had a story about how Tad Boyle says he doesn't expect it to be Allen Fieldhouse West. Because mm-hmm. is that the first you thought of that, that that you wouldn't have half your fans there? Oh no, I've known that all along. Yeah, yeah since since Tad got the thing rolling last year, I th- I think they may have sold out. I could be wrong on on my assessment. I think they sold out like eight or twelve games last year, or nine or twelve games last year. So, yeah, that didn't surprise me at all. And if I was Colorado, I'd fix it where our fans couldn't go. You know, I, I'd be I'd be an AD that that would that would say, okay, if you, if you want to buy a ticket, you have to do this, this, and this, because they're going to sell. You know, the place is going to sell out regardless. And so we'll have we'll have a, we'll have a fair share of people there. I bet we have a thousand fans there, but I think a thousand may be a high number. When in the past we probably had half the building. What, what's that's a compliment to Tad. What is impressive to you about him? Uh, it seems to me like he has a presence beyond being a good basketball coach. I think. Uh, uh, you know, I've said this many times. Tad and I were recruited the same year, and I had—I knew I had no chance to go to Kansas when I was coming out of high school because they had already recruited one real slow white guard, and 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 and, uh, and, and so Tad looked forward to playing Oklahoma State because he could guard me, and I looked forward to playing Kansas because I could guard him. So, uh, but but I think Tad has—I think he's got a, a calming presence. I, I do. I, I think he's done a great job. And, he, he doesn't get rattled, and, and uh, I think his players respond to that. Bill, you're talking about energy. You're playing with you know, the right kind of energy. It's easy, it seems like. You guys can always find that if you're playing at home. Um, you're not going to play here for another couple of weeks just because yeah. of the way the schedule falls. Will it be difficult to, to find it and plan on the road? I, I, th- I think it's – you know, you can – when we won at Michigan – I mean, Ohio State last year wasn't the most energetic – deal I mean but but I do think it's much easier at home the crowd makes you play a certain way and but but on the road you should use just the opposite use the the energy of the building for the opponent as things to inspire you so if I'm a player I'd I'd take much more pride going to somebody else's building and having success and winning at home Uh, 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 you got to win at home I mean that's what you're it's a home game I mean that's what you're supposed to do but going and beating somebody else in their building where, where the deck is supposedly stacked against you from a, from a uh, crowd or whatever standpoint, I, th- I think is what would spur me on, and that's what we need to make sure spurs our players on. You've always been high as we all are in Frank Mason. Sometimes he makes a little aggressive foul and maybe takes a shot. But Sometimes. Don't like but don't you like that basically from a freshman? Yeah, yeah, Frank's been great, but he's not vocal. You know, yeah. oh, no, no, Frank doesn't talk, so, 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 but he's been great. Uh, uh, he had about as bad a two minutes against UTEP as a guy could possibly have uh, to end the game. But I, but you know, I, I am not gonna, I, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna line up in the games, it's hard to win. On who our best players been, you can make a case it's been Frank. Would it be Duke, Villanova, Wake. You know, uh, 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 you can make a case maybe Frank. So I th- I'm, I'm really pleased with him. But he's got a lot. He's got a lot to learn too. And, and but he's trying. He tries hard every day. Every day he tries. What are your impressions of this Colorado squad? 
uh, a little different than last year. You know, they, they, they lost a glue guy on the perimeter and, and Chin, and then, of course, uh, uh, Roberson, who I thought was a terrific player. They lost him. But, but, but basically, uh, inside, they have a low post presence that's getting better all the time, and he was really good against us last year. And then, and then the guards, they, they may have as fast and as good guards in transition as we'll go against all year. Coach Townsend said it will be the best transition offensive team we play all year. Uh, uh, as far as getting the ball up the floor quick, so uh, you know we're, we're familiar with them, and I'm sure they're with us. And, and so, but but they got a nice team. They won eight in a row. They should be confident. They won away from home, and and uh, it'll be a tough game, very tough, but fun. So you, you guys haven't shot it well this year, but have you from been, perimeter, you know our yeah. stats are fine, yeah. but from the perimeter, yeah. Have you been in a situation like this where your your best shooters might not necessarily be your best players? Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. So you. I mean, how do you balance them? I mean, you've got good shooters, but they're not necessarily the guys that are in your rotation. Uh, you know, that we, we need one of the three to step up. We really do. We need one of the three to step up. I, I don't see any reason why we need to play six perimeter players because there's no question that, that Frank and Wayne and, and Andrew and, and probably Nadir need to play a good portion of the minutes. That's best for our team, no question. You practice every day or whatever. But one of those other five need to step up, and we need to probably figure out who that one is. And right now, to be honest, nobody's kind of distanced themselves from it. So uh, that that would be something that would really help uh, if that were to happen. But, you know, you, you can say, well, we need to play more shooters and everything. But, but you know, that that, that is true. But... Hey, I guarantee you, you can get the ball to the third side quickly and force a bad closeout with the guys we got in the game. You know, so 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 that's the kind of stuff that we need to, to we need to really understand and address. Coach, have you had a chance to watch much of the, the Big Twelve yet? Yeah, uh, not a lot. I've watched Okie State play, Baylor play, and uh, uh, watched Iowa State uh, play at, at uh, Provo, where they got a huge win. Iowa State to me is a surprise team in the league. They've been good, real good, and and Oklahoma State's obviously terrific and loaded, and Baylor's off to a good start without question. Uh, uh, Oklahoma's off to a good start. I, I I think the league is the league has had some good wins. I th- I think if if you're going to look at the surprise league around the country, you may make a case that it's been the Big Twelve from a pleasantly surprised. And, and I'm not sure. You know, I even heard Jay Billis say this. He said, I don't know by the end of the season if there'll be four better top four teams in the country than what we have in our league. So, uh, you know, and, and all, all, all the teams are pretty young with the exception of Oklahoma State, and we'll, we'll all have a chance to get better. What do you think of the Big 12 SEC challenge, and what do you think about getting Florida? Well, was it, well I'm, you know, I'm ecstatic. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 I, I, I think it's a good thing. I, th- I, I, I do think, though, that, that in order to make it really good, it needs to be done somehow in a window where it's done in a three or four day window where there can be promotion and all that stuff for it. Because when it's spread out over 10 days, you don't get the same bang for your buck as you do with the Big Ten ACC challenge or something like that. But I, I, I think it's a positive thing.